calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to this episode of Take 15. I'm Lauren Foster, Content Director for Private Wealth at CFA Institute. I am delighted to have Kate Long with me today. Uh, Kate blogs about municipal bonds for Thomson Reuters. Uh, welcome, Kate. Thank uh, you, Lauren. Thank you for being here. Thanks a lot. Um, so let's start off by setting the scene for the viewers. Um, can you give me a sense of just the size of the municipal market? Um, the municipal bond market in the United States is currently $3.7 trillion of mm-hmm. securities. It's shrunk about a tenth of a percent in the last year. Um, We have uh, states and local communities issuing less bonds. And does that number reflect all tax-exempt issuance? Um, About 8% of that is taxable bonds. Okay. So there'd be taxable municipal bonds. Okay. Uh, So we have a sense then of of the size. Maybe you can tell us, like, who are the primary holders of municipal bonds? Um, Around half or 50% of bonds are held by retail investors. Okay. Often the cases they don't self-select those bonds. They have their broker, financial advisor, put them in um, separately managed accounts. Okay. Uh, mutual funds hold between 25 and 28 percent, depending on where mm-hmm. the market is. Um, banks are actually becoming a bigger player. Mm-hmm. Um, they have about 350 billion, almost eight or nine percent of the securities mm-hmm. now. Um, and then you have a few other groups in there. Okay. Um, some some people like banks don't take advantage of the tax exemption. They're what we call crossover buyers. Okay, interesting. Um, how has the, the zero interest rate policy affected the muni market? Oh, all the yields are down. Right. <laughs> Everybody's hunting for yield now. Right. Okay. Um, we just kind of roll in tandem with treasury market. Okay. Um, so the municipal tax exemption that makes muni bonds attractive for, I guess, wealthy investors uh, is sometimes discussed as one of the potential tax loopholes mm-hmm. uh, that could be closed in a budget reform measure. Um, what is the status of that idea uh, in the legislative process? Lauren, it varies day to day, depending on who's on the Hill advocating, right. you know, what senator or congressman they've seen. You hear different stories. Okay. Um, I think in tax reform, they're looking at every, every piece of mm-hmm. it. And, you know, it, there's kind of a scrum at the end when people that really run the show right. get together, and we won't know till that's done. Okay. So sort of stepping back a bit now, looking back at, I think, December 2010, uh, analyst Meredith Whitney made a pretty stunning uh, municipal default uh, prediction mm-hmm. that has thus far not come to pass. Right. Um, what do you think the basis was for that uh, at the time the prediction was made? Honestly, I think... You know, she just had sort of a misinformed understanding of okay. the ability of, for states to either raise taxes okay. or cut expenses, and same with local communities. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a number of stressed um, units, municipal units, but there's a lot of ways that they can um, rebalance their cash flows and okay. what their expenditures are. And so how would you characterize the sort of overall state of the municipal market in 2013? Um, if you look at the issuers themselves... The states are in reasonable shape. The um, revenues are back up to pre-2008 uh, levels. 
and governors are working hard to reestablish their rainy day funds, okay. um, put away money to the side. We have a number of stressed cities. Um, we've had nu- numerous California bankruptcies. We have Detroit, which is now under an emergency manager appointed by the governor. Um, and we have a lot of community, you know, more than a handful of communities that could either go Chapter 9 bankruptcy. Okay. Um, so you raised Detroit. Maybe this is a good point to sort of talk about uh, whether anything can be done to save Detroit. And I guess on that note, you said also Puerto Rico has been in the news. Right. Uh, what are your feelings about Puerto Rico? Um, Puerto Rico would require either... They can't go bankrupt. There's no legal framework for mm-hmm. them to go bankrupt. They can default on the bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the fiscal, current fiscal environment, it would be very hard for Congress to bail them out. Right. I think the same with Illinois or Detroit or anyone. Mm-hmm. Congress is not in a position political, politically to do it. The Federal Reserve, has, Bernanke, has said he will not bail out these groups. Right. Um, so in the case of Puerto Rico... Um, I think in the end, maybe bondholders will have to take a haircut. Mm-hmm. Detroit is a very different situation where the governor is actively managing the crisis. Mm-hmm. He appointed an emergency manager last week. Um, they have a lot of resources on hand to get the city reorganized. Okay. The only sort of um, bondholders will likely take some kind of haircut, maybe a small haircut, maybe like 10 or 15 percent. It's just a wild guess. But the real wild card in the case of Detroit is. Um, derivative interest rate derivatives they have they've got about 400 million dollars of outstanding derivatives um, that the counterparties are withholding Mm -hmm. um, terminating but that's a question mark okay I guess then I guess a final question Um, so while we've had nowhere near the scale of Whitney's uh, prediction there have been some municipal bankruptcies in recent years Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess a three-part final question for you so one is it too soon to know how bondholders are likely to make out in those situations Uh, should bondholders be alert to more bankruptcies Um, and do you think investors can rely on credit rating agencies uh, to give them an accurate sense of municipal credit so the Raiders have not done a good job. Right. <laughs> They're generally behind the curve. Um, the largest municipal bankruptcy in American history is almost near being completed, which is Jefferson County, Alabama. And mm-hmm. it looks like the bondholders and warrant holders in that case will get a haircut of about 23 to 25%. Okay. Um, in the case of the California bankruptcies, Stockton and San mm-hmm. Bernardino, a lot of those bonds were insured, mm. so it's the bond insurers who are right. fighting in court now yeah. um, to keep, you know, push the losses back. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, it really comes, this is what happens in bankruptcy. Someone has to give it up. It's either pension holders or bondholders. Right. I mean, personally, I believe everybody has to put something on the table. But um, bondholders in a stress situation can take losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so credit analysis is really important. Yeah. Um, much more than it was, say, five years ago, even. Okay. Well, great. That's been very helpful, Kate. Thank you very much for joining mm-hmm. us. Thank and you, uh, thank you for watching. Copyright 2013 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.